Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. But I'm going to tell you, stand by the doors of the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold today's edition crazy edition of the Ledger Report. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Okay, so basically what I've been trying to get out for the last, oh, 20 minutes is a very simple message, and that is we have 21 days to educate the economically illiterate in this country, and there are millions and millions of Americans who are economically illiterate. Um, there's a lot of work to do, and we've got to get out there and educate our friends and maybe even some enemies and everybody in between, family members, etc. President is doing the best he can. Um, let's see if you can hear this. Roll tape. So we are now beginning the fastest economic recovery in history. Stop tape. So that's the president, in case you can't hear it, which I apologize for this ramshackle broadcast. But the president is saying it's the fastest economic recovery in history. And it probably is. But it's also the craziest, only politically driven economic calamity in this country's history. And so we have these folks like Joe Biden on the campaign trail um, suggesting that his economic plan and the Democrat economic blueprint, which was written effectively by Bernie Sanders, is somehow going to create more jobs, is somehow going to create more jobs than Donald Trump's plan. And so Joe Biden's running around the country, reading off his teleprompter, and he's, he's so happy because Moody's came out and declared, a, which to me is, is stunning, because I, I used to have a lot of respect for Moody's, but clearly they've gone fully political. Moody's comes out and says, Joe Biden's economic plan would create 7 million more jobs than Donald Trump's economic plan. That is cuckoo. You know what that is? That's Wall Street hedging their bets. That's Wall Street saying, you know what, Donald Trump might not be reelected, so we better cozy up to the other guy, senile, sloppy Joe, just in case. Moody's economic forecast indicates that a Biden presidency would create 7 million more jobs compared to a Trump second term. This is insanity. Absolute insanity. 
we know what the Biden economic plan is, and I would play a soundbite right now, but it's not up to snuff. So I will tell you effectively what Joe Biden is saying, that he's going to raise taxes on anybody who makes $400,000 a year. Now, it's so entertaining to me among the economic illiterates who accept that. Apparently at Moody's, there are economic illiterates too. Who would have known? You'd think that Moody's might have some economic literates there. Um, Joe Biden's saying that he's only going to raise taxes on people who make $400,000 a year. Let's, let's analyze that. Let's think about that, okay? Let's compare it to what's going on in California. There's so much going on in California that's bad, but one in particular would accelerate what's already happening in California, and that is people leaving, the producers leaving California, which leaves behind people who don't produce, people who are takers, people who are non-producers. More and more producers are leaving. More and more companies are leaving. Um, but if this thing called Proposition 15 passes on the ballot on November 3rd in California, it's going to throw gasoline on this implosion fire that's going on in California. Effectively, I'm not going to go into the grave details of this, but Proposition 15 would overturn something called Proposition 13, which is a law in California that was enacted in 1978-1979, which held steady property taxes. So the assessor couldn't just come in and say, hey, you know what? You've been in that house 25, 30 years. Your neighbor's house just sold for a million dollars. You bought your house uh, 20, 25 years ago for $100,000. We're going to assess your property at a million dollars and bam, your property taxes go up. Well, Proposition 13 put a halt to that, not allowed to happen. So people who have been in their house 20, 25 years and bought it for $100,000 are paying taxes at a $100,000 rate, more or less. They can go up a little bit, but they can't be assessed at that million dollar rate just because your neighbor's house sold for a million dollars. The taxable uh, event, the, the changing event for property taxes comes when you do sell your home. And whatever the market value is, is whatever whatever the, the, the sale price is, I should say, is whatever they tax you at. Okay, so Prop 15 would undo one aspect, half of Proposition 13, the commercial side. People running around California, uh, these proponents, including the, the ding-dong governor of California, Gavin, I cannot read Newsom, the Marxist socialist, running around saying, hey, and unions, by the way, are in favor of eliminating Prop 13, the law that is Prop 13, and voting yes for Prop 15. They're saying, oh, it's just, it's just a tax on, it's, it's just raising taxes, property taxes on businesses, commercial properties, no big deal. Well, an apartment building, you geniuses, an apartment building is a commercial building. And then they say, oh, but there's a cap of $3 million. Do you know many commercial properties in California that aren't $3 million. $3 million in California is nothing. But the bigger picture here, and the reason why I'm going into this is the Joe Biden $400,000 nonsense, is that tax increases do not happen in a vacuum. So when person A is taxed at a higher rate than person B, person A changes his or her behavior. And this applies to businesses too. And the behavioral change affects other elements of the economy. For example, 
let's say Prop 15 passes, and not even an apartment building, let's say just a strip mall. There's a beauty parlor in the strip mall, and among other things, right? Well, all of a sudden, the property taxes of the owner of that strip mall go up. Maybe they double. Who knows? With the market value, the assessed market value suddenly could triple, could quadruple. What's going to happen to the rent for that beauty parlor? Hmm? So the, the beauty parlor struggles to stay in business, compounded, of course, by the Wuhan coronavirus and a nutcase governor, a Marxist radical governor. The beauty parlor struggles to stay in business, can't go anywhere else because all the other strip malls, uh, property taxes are up and all the other rents are going up. They've got to quadruple their prices. So a $25 haircut becomes a $100 haircut. You think I'm joking? Tax increases do not transpire in a vacuum. There is a ripple collateral effect on everyone. And so when Joe Biden talks about raising taxes on only the rich for, and by the way, the definition of rich to the liberals over the years has, you know, it's been on a sliding scale. It's whatever is fashionable at that moment. So 400,000, is considered rich now. Now, you folks who live in New York City and you folks who live in San Francisco, you know, 400,000 doesn't go that far anymore. And so Joe Biden is saying that the people who make 400,000 or more need to pay their fair share. Well, we know what happens to $400,000, right? Even if you got some great tax write-offs. 400,000 becomes 200,000 very fast because the tax man right now is going to take, if you're in California or New York, they're going to take 50% of that between state and local taxes and federal taxes. So 400 becomes 200,000. But Joe Biden wants to hit you even harder with more taxes. And so what does that do to the people who make $400,000 and maybe operate a corner grocery store? Well, they're going to have to figure out a way to to cut back a little bit. And maybe that means firing an employee or not giving the pay raise to that employee that they were going to give. This is the ripple effect that the liberals never want to admit happens because they are either economic illiterates or worse, if they are economically literate, then they're pure Marxist socialists and want to change our society from a free market to some blithering version of the Soviet, of the old Soviet Union, of a Marxist socialist uh, economy. And so this is what we're looking at. And I have a soundbite here from Bernie Sanders, and it's a beautiful one. Maybe I'll resurrect it for another program uh, later this week. And Bernie Sanders is talking about why this election is so important in his radical mind. And he's saying it's maybe the most important election since the Civil War. And he's right. He's actually right. You know, it was a turning point election, having Abraham Lincoln become the president of the United States and ultimately what transpired post his election. This election certainly has ramifications that go well beyond just the economy. We just focus on the economy. He's touting why it's so important. And he starts with health care, of course. Uh, it's a human right, as he likes to say. The, the thing that bothers me about the health care 
uh, equation and argument right now. Uh, even the White House doesn't really make this argument. We need to return health care to the free market. We need to return health care to the free market. That is the only solution here. And part of that equation is to allow the doctor-patient relationship to be revived. That is how you control crazy. That is how you control out-of-line costs. You know, $20,000 for an x-ray, CAT scan, or whatever. There's only one way to put that genie back into the bottle, and that's have me pay the hospital directly or me pay my doctor directly. They're not going to be able to charge the prices that they're charging now if it's a doctor, patient, patient, hospital, direct relationship. That's the solution. It's this crazy thing called the free market. Bernie Sanders also talks about how you've got to have a free college. And we know what free college means. And by the way, everything that Bernie Sanders is promoting is in this manifesto, this Biden-Sanders manifesto, that Joe Biden is totally sold on and is going to attempt to implement if he becomes the 46th president of the United States. He's talking about free college for all. And we know, of course, free college means higher taxes. So here we go again, right? You do... Medicare for all, which is not what he's, he's not using that phrase anymore, but that's what he's talking about. He's talking about universal health care, government run health care, 100% top to bottom. That's going to be more layers of taxes. Free college, that's a layer of more taxes. And of course, the Green New Deal. He's again not using that term, but he's talking about eliminating fossil fuel, fossil fuel use by 2035. Right? That's what they're doing in California. 2035, unless some legislature or some future governor gets some brain cells, some free market brain cells, and some constitutional brain cells going there, California is going to be electric by 2035. You're not going to be able to buy an internal combustion engine vehicle, a new one in California. That's it. Imagine all the jobs that are going to go out the window when that gets implemented. Think about that. I'm not even talking about just car manufacturing, but all the ancillary business. What about car dealers? Okay, the, the car dealers will adapt, I suppose. But right next door in Nevada, maybe they'll be selling internal combustion engines. And so business will potentially go to Nevada or Arizona, a neighboring state, a neighboring red state. Maybe people go as far as Texas to get a car in there. And then there'll be a new black market of the sales of new cars in California. You can't stop the free market like that. You can't just turn the free market economy on the way this Marxist socialist wants to have happen in California. But this is the future. This is the future for California unless something changes. And he did it by effectively by edict, Newsom did. I can't read Newsom. What, how California goes often goes the rest of the country. And so this is part of the Biden-Sanders deal, their manifesto for this country.
And President Trump is out there doing all that he can right now. But these are important things, ladies and gentlemen. These are important facts that need to be disseminated to your friends and your neighbors and your enemies and everyone in between right now. Because it is our jobs, in my opinion, to educate the economically illiterate in this country. And I'm going to, as much as I try and avoid talking to politics to my 25-year-old, I'm going to speak to her in uh, millennial terms, I hope. Uh, maybe I'll text her, <laughs> Snapchat. And I will try and explain to her, for example, why a Prop 15 is so dangerous and so uh, economically illiterate and would crush the economy. If Joe Biden is elected president, I would like to keep, we ought to keep a copy of this Moody's article or this Moody's uh, uh, analytical paper that it did, that, it, that somehow Joe Biden and his economic blueprint, which includes all of this stuff that Bernie Sanders is licking his chops of. Because again, you don't just operate in a vacuum when you wave a wand over a free market society and say suddenly healthcare is a human right. By the way, it also turns all doctors and nurses into slaves, right? If, if it's a right, how do we make sure that that right is protected? Well, doctors and nurses must make sure that my right to health care, how else do I have a right to health care unless it is delivered? It's, it's very different to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. A constitutional right to life, for example, God-given. Healthcare is not God-given. It's not constitutionally given. It's given by Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. And so if, if one person is declaring an action, which is what healthcare is, a human right, that, that means that somebody else is going to have to execute it. And that means that all of these doctors and all these nurses and all these other healthcare professionals are going to be at the mercy of government. And you watch what would happen, by the way. You have too many doctors in Los Angeles? You know what the government's going to do? They're going to move you to North Dakota. They're going to move you to New Mexico. Got it. You got to have health care coverage. It's a right. And so if there are enough doctors and nurses in North Dakota and in New Mexico, then the government is going to ensure that there are. And you can't just mint them. You got to move. Yeah. Doctors and nurses and other healthcare professionals are going to be slaves to government. They're going to be slaves to us, but effectively a slave. Speaking of uh, uh, healthcare, it's just f fascinating to me to watch the president of the United States. <laughs> and, uh, and he comes out on Twitter and he says that he is immune now to the Wuhan coronavirus. And of course, Twitter land goes nuts. And they blocked that tweet or they, they put a disclaimer on the tweet, whatever, because he used the word immune.
they must have 150,000 fact checkers for Donald Trump's tweets alone. I mean, they, because they, they, they light up so fast and they get taken down or they get this disclaimer so fast that they must, <laughs> they must have people just watching his account 24-7. But the president of the United States in this here is the uh, Democrat machine worst nightmare because he now has the Wuhan coronavirus antibodies. And you know what that means? That means he can't get the virus again and he can't spread the virus. What's more, it means that he doesn't have to wear a mask. <laughs> now he had one on the other day when he came out and spoke. But there's no reason, if he's not contagious, for him to ever wear a mask versus old sloppy and senile Joe Biden, who's constantly fidgeting with his mask. This is another reminder of what I've been telling you about loaded masks. Where were Joe Biden's hands? What was he touching? I don't know. I don't frankly want to know what he's been touching. But the fact that he's constantly doing this, and yet this is what you see a lot of people do, right, when they're wearing a mask. Anything on your hand, all those germs are now on the mask. For example, careful when you're working out in a gym right now and you're forced to wear a mask. Gyms are breeding grounds for germs. They're petri dishes, right? And I've always known that. I'm a gym rat. I've been going to working out in gyms for 30 years. But I, I, I make sure to remind myself that my hands are filthy and don't touch my eyes or, or mouth. So you have people at the gym constantly adjusting their mask when they're working out with a stupid requirement, which is killing people, not allowing them to, to take in enough oxygen, not allowing the uh, carbon dioxide to go out. But they're also what's called loading the mats with germs. So you hit the, the bench press after about 50 people have touched it, and this germs. I don't know what kind of germs are on there, but I know if we swabbed it, there would be germs on there. And then what do people do? Boom, with the mask, right? Just the mask, take it off, drink some water, put the mask. Careful. Because whatever germs you got on that mask now, that loaded mask, you're now inhaling. This is nuts. And oh, oh, by the way, the World Health Organization just came out with a bulletin. It's as if the World Health Organization actually listens to old Graham Ledger. World Health Organization is now saying, do not, its guidance is, do not lock up a society. Do not force people to stay in their homes because it's counter productive. They say, yes, you can have a lockdown just to buy some time, maybe a day or two or a week to set up uh, hospitals or do whatever you want, but don't do lockdowns. Are you listening, Gavin Newsom? Are you listening, J.B. Pritzker? Are you listening, Andrew Cuomo? Nothing about the constitutional aspect of that, just from a health aspect. The World Health Organization, which I don't have a hell of a lot of respect for, and I know the president doesn't either, they helped bungle the Wuhan coronavirus response, now says 
What our society has been doing in response to the Wuhan coronavirus is wrong. And so Californians, are you paying attention? New Yorkers, are you paying attention? Illinoisans, the Illini, are you paying attention? Are you paying attention in the Keystone State? How about the Garden State? How about Michigan and that nutcase governor of yours who keeps getting slapped down by the state Supreme Court? Are you folks paying attention here? More and more, the information that comes out adds up to what I've been saying since April. And that is our government response to the Wuhan coronavirus has been diametrically opposite of what we should have been doing. The children should have been left in school. They never should have been taken out because they would have helped establish herd immunity. 99.99% of all children who contract the Wuhan coronavirus and most will not, but 99.9% .9 of the children who contract Wuhan coronavirus survive. The survival rates are out of, the, out of this world. And, and, and here's the comparison to the flu right now, by the way, if you're keeping score at home. 999 out of 1,000, 999 out of 1,000 people who contract the seasonal flu survive. 999 out of every thousand, okay? What's the survival rate for the Wuhan coronavirus? 995,000. That's even with, that's not even adjusting for the crazy over-diagnosing the Wuhan coronavirus. Car accident, person dies. Oh, they had the virus? That was a contributing factor. And we know this to be true. It's not a joke. We know this to be true. So remember this. If you take away anything tonight, 999 out of 1,000 people who contract the seasonal flu survive. 995 people who have contracted the Wuhan coronavirus survive. If you do, I'm a numbers person. If you crunch those numbers, statistically, it's even. Statistically, you know, you, you do the simple division, and statistically speaking, the death rate from the flu and the death rate from the Wuhan coronavirus are statistically the same. Yet we have this draconian lockdown. And and just to just to remind you, one more piece on the on the Wuhan coronavirus. Um, Los Angeles County. Now we know they test more in the United States versus uh, other places around the world. But in Los Angeles County, they have a total of 280,000 uh, diagnosed cases, 6,760 deaths, okay? So just remember that one, 6,760 deaths by Wuhan coronavirus in a population of 10 million people. Another population of 10 million people is this country we call Sweden that did not do the draconian, crazy lockdown, shutdown that Los Angeles and California did. Population of 10 million people, 98,000 cases. All right, maybe they test less, but it's the deaths, 5,900. So LA has 6,760 and Sweden has 5,900. And Sweden did not do the crazy draconian lockdown.
So when you start adding all of this up, all of these facts, and I talked to a liberal friend of mine once in a while, and, and she says, oh, that's interesting, your opinion. <laughs> it's not, I'm not making this stuff up. The World Health Organization, the statistics on survival of the Wuhan coronavirus, the statistics on L.A. versus Sweden, it's not my opinion. These are facts. And the fact is there is absolutely no reason that our society, any aspect of it, any state, any county, any city, should be doing anything differently in response to the Wuhan coronavirus than the flu. And I would argue during the seasonal flu, especially at the height of it, we need to protect the vulnerable and the elderly. And you can do it in various ways. But the bottom line is this society should not be shut down because of the Wuhan coronavirus. And this is part of the difference between Joe Biden, sloppy and senile Joe Biden, and Donald Trump. And so Donald Trump's going to run around the country now. He's got the, the clean bill of health. He is um, inoculated, if you will. He's immune, as he said on Twitter. And he's going to start doing rallies again, and God bless him. And the media is going to go crazy. Let him go crazy. Because it is our job right now to ensure that the economically illiterate and constitutionally illiterate, which really go hand in glove, are educated. Educated not necessarily about Donald Trump even, but about the hell that a Biden administration would foist on the American people, economically, constitutionally, both. It's our job, we got 21 days, 21 days, and the media is going to be out there, pedal of the mouth. Speaking of the media, that's the Ledger Register question. If you go to GrahamLedger.com, the Ledger Register is, do you believe the mainstream media polling? Now, that's kind of a loaded question, right? And I know the results are going to be skewed, but it's just a reminder that we cannot believe the mainstream media polling because they oversample Democrats or they, they push a poll out there to make a news story to try and make it seem as though Joe Biden is gonna win in a landslide. Well, we've been here. We were here four years ago. Same thing happened. Long odds for Donald Trump. It's a shoe in for Hillary Clinton. She's gonna have an electoral landslide. And we know, of course, what happened in 2016. We're seeing it all over again. So the question, GrahamLedger.com, or you can go to the Zip app on your phone, Zip app, put Ledger in the quick code box. Do you believe the mainstream media polling? Um, for me, it's a, it's a no-brainer. We have to reject it. We don't have to necessarily even combat it. They're a laughing stock. And you look at that website, 538. I check it every once in a while. But it was 538 that was out there saying 99% or whatever. It was the 90th percentile that Hillary Clinton was going to become the 45th president of the United States. And that Nate Silver, people still put him on TV. People still respect him. And now he's predicting the same thing with Joe Biden. 21 days. We have 21 days to educate the economically uh, illiterate in this country. Oh, I had one question from a viewer. Uh, Linda, won't say her last name. Would it be possible for undecided voters to just give up and vote for Biden just to stop all the craziness? 
<sighs> just give up and vote for Biden. You know, I do worry about this, that there are too many people who are actually believing the mainstream media. Instead of looking at the results that Donald Trump has given this country and the fantastic economy and more liberty and less government and trying to clean up the swamp and a more secure border and getting us out of the Paris Climate Accord and getting NATO countries to cough up more money, that they, they, they have this knee-jerk emotional reaction and don't look at the facts and don't look at the record. So, yes, that does concern me. But for the life of me, I don't know anybody who's undecided. Do you? This edition of the Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, if today you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.